Hey and welcome to the Dad FC Football Podcast. Thank you very much for downloading, thank you very much for subscribing and thanks for joining us on Match Week 5. Yanis, how are you? Welcome. I'm good, how are you doing? You good? Yeah, I'm very well, very well. Been a busy weekend, having a few beers with family, so yeah, all in all, a good weekend. Been quite quiet, I think, for me really. I've um, got the car back, 12 days for an MOT. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, like a long term injury in terms of cars isn't it 12 days it wasn't actually that substantial for the wallet to be fair considering you had it for for nearly two weeks but it is driving smooth so well, that's most important um, and I've obviously had my, my hair cut so first couple of weeks I had obviously a big um, bouffant on, my, <laughs> on my, my head so I'm my hair trimmed which has had mixed reviews really some positive Mixed what? reviews. It's yeah. actually the, the podcast has been getting better reviews than your haircut. <laughs> well, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the um, one, one of my pals took to screenshot me. I mean, moped. Yeah, yeah. Are you having moped? Moped. Yeah, he actually screenshotted me and then drew a mop on top of my, like as if my <laughs> took my hair as a mop. If you ever wanted a reason to go and find us on social media, Yanis's mop haircut is the, is the yeah, one, which brings us to that we're on um, we're on Facebook, uh, on new group yeah. on there. <clears throat> Uh, we've got the Instagram pages, which is at the Dad FC Football Podcast. Jan, you in charge of Twitter? Yeah, at the Dad FC Pod. So go find us on on all the different social medias. Engage. We've got lots of different uh, uh, polls, which is going on there daily as well, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And then we're just starting to get some conversations going on Facebook, and Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, come along, say hi to us on the socials, get involved, and also have a look at Janus's brand new haircut. Moped. Moped. <laughs> <laughs> Match week five. Let's do this. Let's do it. Alright, match week five. Yeah. And uh, the the league's starting to take some sort of shape right now. Mm-hmm. I know we said we're not gonna go in depth into the, the league title till till game eight, so we'll, we'll hold back from that, Jan, and um, we'll start off with the I suppose it was the big game of the weekend, the London Derby. Yeah. We've got uh, Tottenham versus Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a really good game this. Um I thought uh, what, what do you think of it? I I definitely fits think it fits the cliche of a a game of two halves and <laughs> yeah. two, two separate games. When um, when the game first kicked off, I think Tottenham caught everyone off surprise, um, caught everyone off guard by surprise with playing three up top. Yeah, and the way the heavy pressed and I thought Sun looked really good at the Sun looked really good at the start and I thought it was going to be all Spurs and and yeah, what, what did you think of the start? Well, I think I think last last week when we when we did the predictions, um, I said. I said Chelsea two 0 and I said it'd be comfortable. Not not that they wouldn't have all the ball, but they would be fairly comfortable without the ball. But it was anything but that. I thought the first half an hour, Chelsea looked the most kind of rattled they've been probably all season, maybe even since like Tuchel's arrived. Yeah. I thought Spurs were all over them and in terms of really, like you say, pressing really high. Was it Lacelso playing like wide up, up sort of push up mm-hmm. alongside? Yeah, alongside the like Kane and so on, which was a bit of. Tactical masterstroke, if you like, by Nuno. So I thought that was really good. Um, but that all being said, it's still hard any chances really created. That's how good Chelsea are. They just even when they get backs against the wall, they just don't concede chances really. I think one thing other clubs are going to have to learn from this is like when you get Chelsea in that sort of vulnerable position. Not a vulnerable, but you get you having the the better of the possession, yeah. and you and you you've got Chelsea playing on their own half, or even the high presses on. You've got to take them opportunities to, uh-huh. to to take the lead because if if you don't, like, look what happened. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, that would have been a, if that's what that's probably what Nuno was banking on is the start fast, they get after them, they can sneak an early goal. If they if they'd scored the first twenty minutes, it might have been a case of then they can sit, dig in, and then we can try and catch them on the break with Son and the pace um, around sort of playing it to Kane and getting guys running off of them. But obviously, when they didn't score, um, it was the change, wasn't it, from um, Tuchel? Yeah, and I think most of the conversation is going to be about the second half. Yeah, but there's a stat which which um, I sent over to you on, on WhatsApp. If you got there, man, it was it was something that. It, it kind of goes against Nuno's philosophy, where he's known for having teams scoring it in in the second half. Oh yeah, was it eighty? F- it was. Yeah. Hold on, I'll find it for you. Um, where Tottenham obviously started off really fast, looking to score early. Yeah. His teams traditionally score in the second. Have you got the message? I yeah. Sent so you there? it's 84, 84 times in one hundred nineteen games, they have failed to score. In the first half, I, so I said this a couple of weeks back. If you remember uh, about, about Wolves, that they start slowly. I did not know it was anywhere near as high as that. Yeah, I, I knew it was roughly. When you mentioned last week, I, I knew that was kind of philosophy, but their numbers are absolutely insane. Yeah. Like. So I suppose if you wanted to have a tactic to catch somebody, well, that was yeah. that was definitely it. But when uh, he went for it and it didn't work, he must have been thinking like, oh. I wonder if he. I wonder if that is something that he. I wonder if he sets up a bit more defensively and tries to kind of save legs for later on in the game, or or is that just how it's that's how it's panned out? Because there's no way you're going to start a game and say, right, we don't want to score early doors, guys. We don't want to score too early. Do you know? What I mean? So like, but it's got to be something there. Like for 18, eight, was it 80, 84 and 119, 84, 84 games and 119, they have not scored in the first half. It's 80, 85 now. <laughs> Aye, yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be something in his in his philosophy and the, the tactics which you pings out there and say like, look don't worry about scoring just don't concede don't or, concede maybe yeah or let them come at you and waste like tie their legs but anyway I think Tuchel shows how he's potentially the best manager in the league or the right league. that's what I'm kind of thinking he's t- tactically he's looking like that isn't he because that's a couple of games now where he's made substitutions where he's just completely changed the game we saw it at Anfield where he made some tweaks and yeah. um he managed to hold on for a draw at Anfield. Villa, where yeah. Villa were the better team, he made one substitution, completely changed the game. Changed the game. Here, um, made one substitution, wanted some more energy, and who is better to bring off the bench than uh, <laughs> the award-winning <laughs> World Cup winner midfielder? Can't imagine having him on the bench. I know it's outrageous, isn't it? Like, anyway, we've worked through their benches before, but yeah, Kante came on at half time and it was a completely different game. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, that's probably one thing to mention is that he can, he certainly can change the game because he's got such an array of talent at his disposal, hasn't he? But um, I think second half it seemed to be once once they get in the grips tactically and it started to get through the press and they got the extra body in midfield, Chelsea just suddenly looked like they looked about a league ahead of Spurs. Totally, and and one thing I liked about Tuchel last time his um his post match interview. And I suppose it, it, it shows the difference between what he expects each player to do. And he said the reason why he made the substitution, he said some games you have to do the sort of fancy playmaking stuff. I don't don't quote his word for word, but something along the lines of some games you have the playmakers and you do all the fancy stuff, and some games you just need ruthlessness, aggression, and you need more effort. Yeah. And he obviously took off Mount, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the 10 playmaker, and Kant is kind of that, that just ball of energy. Hustling, bustling, yeah, everywhere, isn't he? And everything that Cantier was, Spurs weren't in the second half. 
Like if anyone's seen um, the the Sky match and saw Roy Keane and Sooness afterwards, uh, absolutely piling into them. <laughs> yeah, seeing how they just pulled up all the 50-50s and had zero energy, and the body language just just looked looked all over. And the first goal came from a, a corner by uh, Thiago Silva. Do you know he turns 37 next week? Aye, he's still playing class, isn't he? Mental 37 next week. I turned 37 <laughs> next week. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> quite. Uh, yeah. But the 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 first the first goal was really clever. How he hung outside the 18 yard box and he, his his run was the last minute and Deli Ali just didn't have the he, he had the momentum for the the run behind him and beaten for height. Surely though, like you're watching Thiago Silva hanging on the edge of the box and you're thinking, there's no way he's sort of staying in the sort of Mo Salah position where he picks it up to, to lash it in the top bin. He's, mm-hmm. he's getting in the box, so surely you're expecting that. So they couldn't be caught cool on that. So that, that can come down to one <coughs> of two things. Is is it maybe tactics? He's being, the, def- the defenders have been told to mark a certain area. Or is it a lack of desire from the Spurs players? Not the, I don't know. I think, it's, I think it's hard to, um, sometimes it's hard to, um, Critique too much defensively on, on corners because, like, it's just low of averages. Like, some people are gonna, some people are gonna score from corners, but you know you can. No, I, di- I disagree with that bit because yes, you are gonna score from corners unless you're Newcastle for however many years yeah. we went up to scoring. But if there's a man unmarked, like your job is to get out there and yeah. to say like you haven't, they haven't practiced it or blame tactics. Like, if you're a man not marking anyone. Like you've got to be thinking like these are professionals Aye. like you and me watch this at weekends and during the week when we can get away from our families to do <laughs> so and we lock ourselves away in this bar for like an hour and a half to put this podcast together these guys do it all day every day yeah that's fair I don't know I just think it's sometimes it's just going to happen from corners but I, I mean for me they shouldn't have been caught cool that he's definitely made him run at the box he's not going to hang out there to catch the, the knockdown but um, other than that no goal for Lukaku, but played well, didn't he? He did everything in his power to get yeah, that look goal. Yeah, looked good again, didn't he? Who was it? Who, who, was it um, uh, Kovacic. Where yeah, he, oh, what, what, an, uh, what a wasted opportunity. It's almost like he got the ball, wasn't expecting it, wanted to shoot. Should I pull a pack of Lukaku and the end just just had this weak yeah. effort. For, oh, yeah, that was definitely a wasted, wasted chance. Here's some stats for you as well. Um, Chelsea had 20 attempts in the second half. Oof! Did they? I didn't know it was that that many. The second most attempts in the second half this season has been seven. Wow! The first half they had zero attempts. Yeah, it's interesting that. Mm-hmm. So it just shows you with having the correct manager, how we can literally you you can change the, the entire game. If you've got yeah, he's tactically so astute, isn't he? Uh, one thing I would say, uh, well, another attempt-based uh, stat for you: Harry Kane's had four attempts in four games. That is nuts that yeah I've got it in my notes Harry Kane wasted question mark body language and he seems to be dropping deeper and deeper where he's almost going to be getting registered as a, as a midfielder soon yeah. on fancy football <laughs> <laughs> he actually is like he's he's so deep isn't he because he's playing I know he wears 10 but he's, like, he's, he's dropping into that 10 role he's dropping into 8, uh, 6, 5 yeah on the wings like be number 1 soon <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think's going because his body language looks terrible Right now, I, I think there's obviously there's, there's definitely something still lingering on from them. He probably looks at Jack Grealish thinking, like I'm, I am like English football superstar. 
and I'm I'm winning nothing here, and I'm winning nothing this season. And I'm definitely winning nothing this season. Like I've, I've won nothing for my yeah. career, but I'm winning zero this season. And he's looked at all the other clubs that he could have, like not City, obviously, but looked at the other clubs, thinking watch watching them all grow as clubs. And you've got to be, he's, you've got to be a bit frustrated. It's not, it's not like a Letizia who just saw nothing but love for his club and didn't matter what they went through, or like a Shira who just. Mm-hmm. Turned down or a Gerard who was well, Gerard was still winning things, I guess. But yeah, he won a few bits. I, if you, <laughs> I would play it to be fair, but um, but it's I think it's different for Kane. He's obviously showed desire to leave, and it's been knocked back. So I think that's oh, that's going to weigh heavy on him. He, he naturally he starts slow from most seasons, um, and the the rule that um, Mourinho kind of carved out from this coming deep and having the runners of Bergwijn and and uh, Mora and Son off him is just he's taking it to another level. He's he's never in, he's never in the box, is he? So do, do you think they're going to try and change tactics, like change formation, or, or because he's got to get in the box? I still I say it like it, it, I think I said a couple of podcasts ago when Robson came to Newcastle, he told she registered just to play in the eight yard box. Yeah. Yard box. Stop coming so deep, stop getting your back to goal, play facing that way and get in the box. Mm-hmm. And Kane is, that's, Kane needs somebody to point that out to him, he's got to get in the box more. Mm-hmm. He's, he's so deep. Because you're right, even when Tottenham's getting forward, he's, he's not in that sort of penalty spot at the six yard area, he's not round there, he's hanging at the edge of the sort of D, where he's yeah. wanting to pull back to have a, have a shot at him, but if he's not going there, like, there's, there's no one to pull the ball back to. If you compare him, for. if you compare him, Versus Lukaku, all Lukaku wants to do when every like plays and spins, all he wants to do is get in and around the box. He wants to get towards the box, mm-hmm. either with the ball at his feet, he wants to try and sort of hustle and bush his way in there, or he wants to get the ball out wide. And even when you see when later on when Chelsea were, I think they were two 0 up at the time, the third one hadn't gone in, I don't think. And Alonso had a few times to cross the ball, and Lukaku was waving his arms. He's clearly yeah. going like, get it in the box to me, like I'm. I think in the end it did come in, but I think Rudiger crossed it in maybe, and then Rudiger scored. The I, score, I scored later <laughs> on, but he did. I'm sure it was him that crossed it in, and, and Lukaku headed it straight to uh, Luis. But the, yeah. all he was doing was wave, waving his arms to get in the box. I think that, if that's Harry Kane, he's probably coming out to, to pick the ball up again and recycle yeah. the, the game. He just needs to remember that he needs to get rid of that number ten, get number nine. He's back because he's like a world class striker, but he's he needs to stay that way, being a striker. It's almost like he's got two mindsets because he's obviously played for England and, and, and scored. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's feeling a lot more... Co- I know the England team is a lot better than than the Spurs team, but do you think he's, it's almost like two different Harry Kanes? You see Harry Kane in England, then you see Harry Kane for Spurs? Yeah, well maybe. Maybe because anyway. Spurs don't... The Spurs dominate games like they used to like a few years ago. Probably not. So... Maybe they've been sort of... Play, they've been a counter-attacking side playing on the break quite a lot. So because of that... Naturally, if they don't dominate the ball, he can't hang up there all day long. He comes short for it. So maybe, just think that they that they they need to sort of play maybe more direct, get the ball in the channels more, and get him mm-hmm. get him staying in around the eighteen yard box. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Spurs three 0 Yeah. Defeat at home to Chelsea. That's a big result. Yeah. Uh, staying in London, we've got West Ham one, Man United two. This is a this is a bizarre game. On <laughs> all the action later on, but. Yeah, like my notes for this game, we could talk about this for for hours. There's just so much going on, so many different talking points. Like VAR made so many decisions, made so I know. Many, ignored so many decisions. Yeah. Like number of penalty attempts of uh, appeals. Sorry. Yeah, but I, I mean, how how Ronaldo 
Ronaldo's not going to pen for me. Is so for so Ronaldo had three shouts. Shouts. Yeah. I think two of them were were pens for me. Yeah, the first one's probably the softest. But yeah. I mean, two yet yeah, the last season that's given. That's, that's given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the second one and the third one were penalties for me. The third, the third one is. The, I think the third. I can't see other third ones not given. Like it, that's that's a proper. That's a classic stone wall for me. That you know when Ronaldo was getting more and more angry. This reminded me back to years ago, and some of the the older people um, listeners remember this. Do you remember when Decanio was playing for Chef? Was it Chef Word or West Ham? Chef, 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 well, both won it. Chef Word first, then West Ham. I and think, he was getting it? hacked in one game, and he, he he was he was playing for West Ham at the time. Sorry, he was getting it was in a it was a cup game against a lower team, and he was just getting hacked down, hacked down, hacked down. And they're like, nah, no penalty, no penalty, no penalty. And Decanio asked to get subbed off because he was sick of playing. <laughs> <in the game>. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see Ronaldo asking getting subbed off. To no, be fair. no, that's maybe the difference between them two. Yeah, but it just remind me of that like seeing Ronaldo getting up like. What have I got to do to get yeah. healthy? I mean, the third, the third one for me, I was like, that, that's a, that's a banker, that surely, definitely. And then the ironic thing was a penalty came at the end. I know, yeah. I... <laughs> but uh, bef- before that, then before we jump to the end of the game, West West Ham and Man United, they both looked like top top tip. Like I mean, West Ham are a good side. I think yeah. they, I think they look a really good side. Like I mean, and whenever they didn't. They're probably used to not having Antonio. Obviously, got sent off last week, so they used to not having him bit because he's obviously the hamstrings made of like, I don't know, things that snap a lot. But like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he he's um, he's injured. Of, like, he misses about ten games a season through injuries, doesn't he? So like, they, whenever he's not playing, the player born up top, and he's born like a proper all round sort of like forward player. Plays about everything, doesn't he? But he's different to Antonio, and I know all the players are going to be different, but that. West Ham's so good when you have Antonio. Bourne's a different type of player. Yeah, he's. So I'm saying they haven't got a like for like swap. Bourne's on an out and out forward. Do you know what I mean? I know yeah. Antonio started off as a right back, so anyone can kind of over time can move to that position. But I think that's where West Ham could falter. Yeah, he's a means. He's a means to an end. Bourne up there, but I think he, he works hard. He runs the channels well. He creates chances. He could have could have scored a couple today. He's, he's great in his own position. I just don't think you can rely on him as like a backup to yeah. to being the man up top. Uh, West Ham, I thought Rice had a had a great game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Zuma looked good at the back. He let a few people know he was about him. A few yeah, kicks. yeah. <laughs> he's he's a brilliant signing. Him really good signing. And then uh, obviously the goals we had the um, Benrahma. Ben Rama. Is that going to go down as his or is it on I think goal? it's his. It, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's his, is it? I think so, yeah. I think it was on target, so I think it's his. And then uh, Ronaldo, classic Porches goal. Yeah. And then um, and then obviously the the pen happens. Yeah, so the pen happened in the 92nd minute, 93rd minute. And it was a penalty. Luke Shaw, the handball, like his, his hand was in an unnatural position. And looking back, it's all day it's a penalty. Yeah, it's a penalty. Going, I, I, I don't think they can argue about that. And then, in one of the most bizarre things I think I've seen all season, I don't know if, if David Moyes was on holiday, or, or maybe he didn't see what happened in the Euros or the final, for example. Bringing players on to take penalties doesn't seem to work. Well, he's Scottish, so they've been he've been cheered greatly, probably. So, <laughs> well, in that case, you should definitely not be paying attention to Southgate and what he did. But yeah, he brings on Mark Noel to take a pen, and then in his first touch of the game, yeah, he didn't have a good game, Mark Noel, did he? He, did, he had a terrible <laughs> game. <laughs> Do you see uh, someone shared these heat map, <laughs> which I thought, which I thought was genius, or his touch map or something? Uh, it was just <laughs> uh, harsh, though. Harsh. 
they look like being standing in offside position the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at what it was a bad penalty though. It's a, well, it's, it's the right height. Where it's it, funny because I, I don't think it's a great pen, but it somehow is a really good save at the same time. It's not as if it was just one that well, they keep us. He's going to save that, but it was a good save because it's like it's sort of it's he's he's not dive past it as such, but his arms like you know, it's just strong wrist. I think keepers would say. No, you're right because watching it first time, normal play, I'm like that's a bad pen. Second time, I still thought it was a bad pen, but it was a better save because I realised it was just one hand. Yeah, it was one handed. Yeah, yeah. So as much as I wasn't a fan of De Gea and previous. Well, he's double save he's double save which he had got to put his arms got to put his arms somewhere so it was a pen he had to put his arms somewhere <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was bizarre wasn't it I mean how many how many times would we have sat here if we've been doing this podcast for the last 10 years how many times would we sat here saying you know you should have had a pen and didn't and didn't get it <laughs> yeah Ferguson's going to be making some phone calls this week I know yeah absolutely <laughs> but one, one positive thing um, which we've kind of skipped over the Lingard Jesse Lingard getting on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because good goals, really good goal, by the way. Yeah, great goal, and his, obviously the the, um, the Champions League. We're going to be covering that on another podcast with our friend Daniel very soon, so I won't talk too much about this. But he obviously had an absolute nightmare. Yeah. Shocker. Absolute nightmare uh, midweek, and one of the was it you that told this where Jesse Lingard, Paddy Power were paying out on assists and paid out if you had Jesse Lingard down as an assist. No, was is that true? So was that? We'll have to have to look at that one in between the next records. But someone said, "Yeah, Je- Paddy Power, one of them's paid out." And Jesse Lingard for an assist. Brutal. It was a good goal that that today, though. Really good goal. Top draw, really. And I think it was. Um, this is the kind of game that Man United would need to win if if they've got like real aspirations of uh, of winning the league. Because West West Ham are no mugs. They're a, they're a really good side. Them. Yeah, really good team. The the they're definitely going to be. Up there, top six, top eight. Yeah, I think top eight. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> I've got here Oli question mark. So Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, uh, his decisions. We've just talked about one man, then Zintukul, who makes decisions and yeah. changes games. Solskjaer makes decisions sometimes and changes games sometimes for the yeah the opposite reason. Is he the right man for no. for United? Then because there's a few times now. And I hate jumping on the bandwagon and putting pressure on on managers. Is is he the right man for for United? And has he proven several times now he cannot make the right decisions in 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 game? I just I just don't think he's that Carabao manager. I just don't think he's anywhere near. I think my United look great when they're playing the break. Um, they can rip through teams, but they all seem to struggle when they've got all the ball. The break teams down. They've brought in sort of Sancho, which I thought would make a bit of a difference in that. But if you look now, again, if you look at their side, it's actually full of stars. They have actually got proper, pro- I mean, firepower up top is outrageous. Mm-hmm. They've got some attacking talent from Fernandez, Pogba in mid in midfield. We've got Lingard, obviously. Van der Beek doesn't get a look in, not, not as really Lingard. And then you're talking about Cavani, <laughs> can't get a look in. Ronaldo, Sancho, Rashford, obviously injured. I mean, Martial. Yeah, it's insane. Greenwood. And like, they, I mean, almost like eight and nine players that can play in the top two or three <laughs> positions depending on what formation they're playing. And now, there's no, there's, there is no doubt the back four is is a decent back four now. Varane makes them look like so much better than previously have done with either Bay or Lindelof. 
Maguire solid alongside him. He'll get better alongside Varane as well. No doubt about that. Wan Bissaka solid and yeah. Luke Shaw's playing the best football he's ever played. Yeah, they're back four solid. And I had a thing like this the other, the other day because uh, I realised I missed one of your jokes last week because I've was i got the defensive midfield position to, to chat about. That's what I was going to mention McTominay to say could he fill that position. And last week <laughs> you mentioned you know, um, Joe Linton. <laughs> Joe Linton and Newcastle's attack was <laughs> made all these chances for Newcastle. So is there a defensive problem for United and I, w- I was thinking the same it's not the back four do they just need a little bit more yeah because uh, I mean I think McTominay is good but I think McTominay would play like under Fergie he would play 15-20 games a season he wouldn't start every single game and, and, and Fergie because he'd have a calibre of players you know, he'd be the kind of like, like Sunji Park or like that or Nicky Butt yeah Nicky Butt who, who he, we needed for this game we needed for that game and, and, and then he'd, he'd play certain games mm-hmm. I just I think Fred wouldn't even get a look in in the Fergie days I don't think um, so that's uh, Matt, I think Matic is brilliant his legs are just aren't what they were he's the best player they've got in that role <laughs> he just his legs have been <laughs> gone for three years yeah. so um, so I still think that's that's the issue once they solve that they're a proper team but then time's running out for likes of Ronaldo and Cavani and stuff like that but, um, but yeah the pressure's on now for Solskjaer to deliver because they're a proper proper team now because I think even this, this past week, I've noticed R- Ronaldo's legs aren't what they what they used to be. And the first game against Newcastle, like it was all like the the romance of Ronaldo's yeah. back, and like the crowd alone probably got him running an extra few steps and giving a bit extra skipping his step. And Newcastle's terrible anyway. Yeah. But then when they play, and I was on Young Boys, but at the end of the day, they still got the Champions League, so they've got to have, have a decent team to yeah. to get through their their country's division. And I just, I just didn't see Ronaldo having the, the hustle and bustle and almost like his work rate didn't seem that. There was a few times when I thought, like, should he be pressing or chasing the ball a little bit? And I know he's got his role in his CR7 and all this, but sometimes I'd be like, expecting a little bit more from your lone striker at times, would you? Yeah. No, well, yes. I don't, no I don't, that time I said it wasn't a great signing. <laughs> no, I think, I think he's. Um, he's a terrible sign he's only scored every game <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. I think this is what this is what he does he'll play in the box like he's out there come on, if we go back to that Newcastle game where we sort of loathed over Ronaldo saying he's playing that wide he's doing lots of like he was in the mm-hmm. channels and we didn't really expect it this is what more I expect from Ronaldo is eating your everything Harry Kane isn't yeah. eating your box staying in there put the ball in the box get get sort of chances to slide, slide him in he'll be he'll making great runs in around there the rest of the game, he's not. He's not going to. He's not going to be lazy, but he's. I certainly don't think he's going to be providing like the, all the chasing down that sort of someone like Fernandez does for Man United. Maybe Tottenham should have signed Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. Like Kane could have played that ten role he obviously wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> Launched all them balls in the box for, for, for Ronaldo. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. But um, I think Man United, like the pressure is on. I don't think Solskjaer is as good as a Tuchel or. So here's a question Pep. for you. Will Solskjaer still be in charge by the end of the season? Probably. Yeah. Well, pro- yeah, probably, but I don't think he should be. I don't think he should be in charge now. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Like, I, th- I think Man United fans may some may agree, some may disagree, but I think if, if imagine you put Tuchel in that team. I was thinking this when I was watching oh, the, the when I was watching the the Chelsea game, and he made that one change, and all of a sudden. He's changed the game again. I was like, God, can you imagine Tuchel being given like the United squad? 
he'd fix that problem with defensive midfield or he'd tell Fred how to play football or yeah. tell McTominay like what he needs to do or yeah. he'd, he'd definitely change a few things I think he if Tuchel had United squad they'd win the league probably yeah I think yeah probably he'd probably go three to the back he'd free up Pogba you wouldn't need Pogba to be defensive like Pogba's playing left wing or left midfield yeah, or whatever position you want to call it, it but like this is another issue yeah because the way they want to play with the two holding midfielders Pogba can't do that job really effectively and he's mm -hmm. wasted when he's doing it so you want to get him further up the pitch but you can't play him in the 10 because he played Fernandez there so you ship him out wide instead he plays a sort of a sort of inside left channel kind of kind of way and then you don't play Sancho yeah. who you paid 70 million for but yeah. you can't drop Greenwood because he's full of goals and you can't drop Ronaldo because it's Ronaldo yeah Pogba and if anyone knows any different, drop us a message on social media. Is Pogba the first person to wear number six and play left wing? He's sitting up early, racking up the, uh, the one to eleven in the right way. But yeah, I think that was a that's a good result for my United. That Martin Hill will be absolutely devastated. Yeah. Um, Etihad. Etihad, yeah. Man City, Southampton. Before the game, Pep had a dig at the. City fans asking for more people to come to the game and, and create an atmosphere. And then he uh, said he didn't, but said he wouldn't say sorry for it. Yeah, see, I didn't say that, but I'm not apologising for it. <laughs> well, I, well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. Yeah. The, em yeah, the empty head. Is this is it's colloquially known? Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Like it's not, not where to get the fans on the side at all. Well, they've had fifty thousand. In fact, they've had fifty thousand fans. I think they're like in the, the home games this season so yeah and as much as it's probably not very nice and piss City fans off like they're still like in terms of support the second City in, in Manchester aren't they well I, I think City Only fans will tell you the opposite they'll say that the my United is full of tourists and City fans or other local City sorry yeah, you're correct there so in terms of Manchester they'll have more locals but in terms of support Man United is actually the biggest club in one cool. of the biggest clubs in the world so yeah. they're always going to have people turn up to the games and that's why they fill the, fill the stadium so for where they are like, I don't think it's like the end of the world like, look how long it took Chelsea to become like a bit of a like a, a massive yeah. brand something like a couple of decades or of billions being ploughed into them mm -hmm. winning the European Cups and all that sort of stuff um, so Anyway, Pep's got more things to worry about he hasn't got a striker <laughs> that, I think we're going to beat that same drum again that's, that's like that's going to cost them the league this season. I still don't think they'll win it. Nothing really. They'll still batter teams five 0 sometimes, and they'll. But this this will still happen this season. They'll still mm -hmm. they'll lose games one and one nil, two one, or draw nil nil, and because they haven't got like that magic Aguero they had a few years ago. Because Southampton could have won this. I know, yeah. yeah Armstrong had a chance um, where he, he should have scored. He was put through. If there was a better striker there, no disrespect to Armstrong, like that's some one nil yeah. down the penalty decision and this has been in a mention of a few old whatsapp groups that we're in yeah. like Penn and Kyle Walker read all day long and some people's like absolutely not Yeah, where are you at in this one yeah see I think <clears throat> I think if it's not given then that's fine but because it's given I'm not sure it's clear and obvious for it to be overturned that's the issue so now VAR is meant to be it's not meant to be about like you know Fernandez getting 12 pence a season because he's someone's brushed his elbow it's meant to be about 
clearing obvious decisions being overturned. So VAR haven't been involved in plenty. Like you know, Newcastle have had grumbles about pens earlier. The ones we didn't get, ones we did get, but they weren't clearing obvious, so they weren't weren't overturned. I'm not sure that was clear and obvious that it wasn't a penalty. So therefore, I don't think it should have been overturned. But if it wasn't given, I'd have been like, <laughs> fair enough, it's not given because it's not because I don't <laughs> I don't really think it's a, it's not. I'm not sure it's definitely a pen, but because it's not clear and obvious, I don't think it should be overturned. Tell you what, not clear and obvious. Your, your answer. <laughs> your answer is not clear enough. Yeah. So, l- looking at it with the, the naked eye, it looks like a penalty. Yeah. So you give a red card. It it is done and dusted. That's it. Ten men take a pen, and we saw Ward Prowse score against Newcastle. Seems pretty confident from the spot. Yeah, it's great. It's not no Mark Noble, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I understand where, where you're coming from. Like the replay showed. Armstrong going down beforehand, like before the contact was made. So, for it to be overturned was the correct decision because it, it, VAR shows it wasn't a pen. So for me, VAR did its job. This whole clear and obvious thing has almost made it more complicated. <laughs> yeah. and made it less clear. So, to the naked eye, it's a penalty, but with VAR looking at it, it's not a pen. So I think VAR did its job. Yeah. This extra clear and obvious thing has made it out that VAR's wrong, but it's right. I think it's what I think the issues are, um, and the issues that some people are having on, on social media and some people on their on like our, our WhatsApp groups. It's more the process. Is it was that the right process? Is that process been the same process that teams have gone through over the last sort of five weeks? Has every decision gone through that, or have some decisions that haven't been clear and obvious? Have they been overturned <laughs> when they potentially should or shouldn't have been? That's the issue. It's always like <laughs> stinks of the big six getting away with it again. They should bring like just add more comedy value in. They should have like a, a dice at the side of the pitch where the ref can't <laughs> make his mind from all the dice. If it's an odd number, it's a penalty. <laughs> what if what if we VAR the VARs? What if somebody looks back at the VAR in a separate van somewhere else it says you've got it wrong so they've got yeah they've got is it Stotty Park or somewhere the VAR yeah. parked and another van parked in like Middlesbrough looks <laughs> over there and saying right hold on well you made that it'd be permanent Middlesbrough because the wheels are getting to work <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah other than that nothing in that game yeah. I think obviously you you kind of called it it would either be a more than in like a five nil, or it would be a tight one nil. It wasn't obviously a tight one nil, mm-hmm. but you did say it would either be nearly was because of VR. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go off. But um, yeah, other than that, nothing else to talk about there. Um, yeah, we're gonna go next. Let's go to Anfield, mate, and uh, Liverpool three, Crystal Palace nil. Yeah. Um, now I think I think we both called this in our predictions where we said Palace will shoot up shop. It'll be pretty tight, and then once once they get the first one, like the, the floodgates will kind of open. Yeah, Liverpool look great, don't they? Yeah. They, um, I mean, considering the changes they they made as well, we'll obviously no Robertson and no Trent. That's yeah, uh, Trent was sick or ill or something. Yeah, did my dream team just made just put a wild card, just, like decimate the whole team to get him in there. <laughs> um, but I think that, I think they they played really well. Um, I thought Palace actually were, were okay for spells in this, but they look pretty good. At, in fact, I'm going to go as far on record to see I'm reversing. I think Palace won't go down anymore. Just think they're going to end up surviving somehow. Yeah, because not to jump ahead, because there's still pretty much a lot to talk about. 
But Eduardo, he could have had two. Like yeah, Leon. Yeah, how, how, how does he not start? How does Benteke start? Benteke literally scores one goal a season. I suppose it falls into the like you're still getting to learn the systems, but like if you've got a striker that doesn't score anywhere, like what's the worst that can happen? Like he might score. This Eduardo's proven look, it takes me 27 seconds to, <laughs> yeah. to learn how to score. Do you mean Google score 90 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's bizarre that Benteke. I mean, I've, I liked Benteke back in the day. I just think he's just, I don't know, I don't know it's bizarre, the confidence thing or what. But what, do you like him as a, as a friend? Or don't <laughs> no, I liked him back in the day when he played with, as a villa when he scored a bunch of goals. But yeah. anyway, Liverpool and just never been the same since, has he? But um, Marnie and Salah are just relentless, aren't they? Just absolutely relentless. Just, yeah, Marnie, just, 100 goals. Yeah, for Liverpool, yeah. Ninth against Palace, it's his favourite team to score against. Yeah, I read that eye. Um, Liverpool just look look really, really good. They look somewhere close to their um, their old sort of self, and <coughs> it may be that it's a bit of a four horse race. I hope Chelsea don't run away with the league, and I do hope that Liverpool are also in there. I hope like City, Liverpool, Man United, Chelsea are all in the mix. Mm-hmm. Newcastle maybe. We have a good run towards the end of the season. I hope but I do hope that the, the top like the top four is like tight towards the end of the season but if Liverpool keep playing like this yeah it certainly could be um, Milner James Milner just yeah them, them stats which run on match of the day I think yeah. you've got them there Janice. I suppose this is another um, uh, football in the twilight years absolutely proven yeah. that the, the old guys can still do it yeah so he was first for touches passes passes into opposition half crosses um, so yeah touches passes passing the uh, opposition half crosses tackles distance covered as if he as if he covered more distance than anybody else on the pitch and sprints sprints <laughs> but Milner's all, always known for being a bit of a beast but I suppose it's his first run out this year and yeah. it's just another season where he's proven that he can still do it I think he's teetotal you know I think he's been teetotal since he was 16 or something or... yeah I've, I've heard that before yeah so obviously he looks after himself extremely well um, but he just still just he's just like even when he gets the ball at right back he's not afraid to, like, to ping it into the striker's feet mm-hmm. like he's just like a solid pro isn't he but um, yeah they look really good yeah great win for Liverpool and Salah uh, 99 prem goals for Liverpool in 150 appearances was that? is that what it is? yeah because he's his hundredth goal for Liverpool was an all all comps, I think, and this was his. No, that was that was that was four. That was hundred Premier League goals, but he must have got a couple for Chelsea, did he? Ah, yes, sorry, yeah, yeah. Because mine is a hundred for Liverpool in total, isn't it? Thanks. You just saved us there, mate. From yeah. some abuse from mine. <laughs> all right. Uh, next, we we'll go to Aston Villa. Yeah. Aston Villa three, Everton nil. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, weird game, wasn't it? Yeah. I think. Did we both call Everton winners on this one? I said Everton. I thought it was going to be 1-1, but then I went 2-1 Everton, I think, because I tipped Everton to finish in the top six. Yeah, I got 1-1. I think um, Villa were a good side, to be fair, but they've been, like, they haven't really shown massively, I don't think. I think they played well against Chelsea, obviously they beat Newcastle, but we're hopeless, so... um, But they still bring the... I heard one one news news report was saying it's like a rebuild after Jack Grealish. Like he was only one player. It's not a full yeah. rebuild, but I suppose you have to learn to play without your captain and star man. And they're coming together nicely. And this um, was it Cash who scored the first goal. Yeah, like they're trying to 
Sure, same like, haircut. Same haircut. He's another Jack Grealish in the making, yeah. anyway. Like, if you grow your hair, wear Alisban, like, you'd be worth 100 million. <laughs> and he goes and pings a goal, and they're like, it's gonna work. Alisban's for everyone. Yeah, giving them out half time. Forget oranges. Get your Alisban's on. That's it, yeah. Cup of tea, an orange, Jaffa cake, and an Alisban. Um, I, thought, I thought this was that, like, everything seemed to capitulate, but I mean, they, they were missing a few players, I guess. Um, yeah, they Richardson and um, Calvert-Lewin, yeah. Pickford, Coleman. So they had some yeah. some injuries, but it's, it's the they literally pressed the self destruct button, didn't they? Like they still weren't weren't missing like a lot, a lot of the players, like the especially with Rafa as well. He's used to playing with sort of thinned out squads, <laughs> especially with Newcastle. That's, so. that's the thing. I mean, Benitez rarely like New and then. Uh, Benitez Newcastle rarely got beat by three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Never. He, obviously, he would have shut up shop a lot more in those games, but that was a really surprising result. And you can get beat wherever you go, but to lose three nil and to lose so late on and concede goals, kind of capitulate yeah. that is very unraffaresque. Because it, it could have been four. Because sorry, before the third one in, which was that rocket by Bailey. Yeah, yeah. Ramsey went through for a yeah, third. Yeah. If you just put it through for in, in yeah. Yeah, we he took it himself, so it could have been. Yeah, straight off the kickoff as well. Yeah, like what, what are you doing? Like, what, like two passes back, and then he's dawdle on it gets caught. Um, what's Leon Bailey? What's he going to be like? He scored goals, didn't he? Um, in Germany last last year, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, I did have him at initial fantasy team, but then he was um, then he I think was injured, wasn't he, early on? But um, yeah, he probably scored goals. He, um, I think he's a good player. And think he's got a bit of an ego. Where if someone can like man manage him, he'll be great. But if he doesn't, if he's not happy or doesn't like get his ego stroked, it could all go wrong. Nah, they've all got egos now, haven't they? Look at them all. They've all got egos. All these like their own little, like celebrations at their own kind of weird things. Like most of them's got egos. Half of managing football players now is managing multi-millionaires mm-hmm. that are just literally can do what they want where they want and trying to tell them what to do. So I don't really think that's a. Mm-hmm. Well, I think he could be one to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna. I think it could be great, but I do think he's uh, got a bit more of an ego than, than most. What do you think of the um, McGinn sub thing, the concussion? So he took a knock, didn't he? And then he didn't go off. And then they say he took another knock later on. But I didn't see the other knock. See, I've mentioned this to you before. Earlier on the season, someone took a head knock and didn't get subbed off. Yeah. And, I, I, you know, I watch a lot of rugby where if someone gets knocked in the head, you have to go off straight away. Yeah. And it's <coughs> 10 minutes, you have the assessment. And after yeah, now on till, until ten minutes has passed, and the doctor ever says like yes or no, and that's it, end of conversation. Whereas McGinn took two knocks to the head, and still it wasn't until McGinn mentioned to the, he said yeah that yeah. he that he felt obviously and he got subbed off like pretty much was it twenty twenty five minutes later or yeah. whatever after the the first initial incident. I think so, you know, all the stuff with like players in their in their or former players getting like um, oh, I was um it was at Reece James for Chelsea when he got. Knocked out momentarily in the yeah yeah that was it yeah yeah and he was like <laughs> to crack on and play but yeah. I think with uh, with um, players like former players getting um, dementia and stuff like that like it's, I can't remember which which high profile kind of former player had it recently but with, with that with that sort of stuff being kind of fairly in the news like from the, the Charlton's and Stars and people yeah, yeah. a lot of the team from '66 and yeah them all like the old footballs were a lot heavy but. Yeah, they're taking so serious in other sports like NFL to a big one with it as well cricket massive now as yeah, well yeah. I, I know football isn't as contact but you're still heading the ball a lot and it's contact sport if someone's having to tell you hey by the way I think I've got concussion 
and there's loads more money in football than there is in cricket and rugby like yeah yeah it's a weird one that one but mm. yeah good massive win for Villa that good win good win uh, next we're off to this was a, a big game for for these clubs Norwich Watford yeah so both newly promoted teams at, at um, Carrow Road Norwich won Watford 3 yeah it was um thought it was kind of Norwich Norwich doing Norwich things again wasn't it really yeah they just look really really bad defensively they look like they might score goals in games and give Pookie a sniff he'll score but but the stat that came off of Pookie that was his first goal in open play in 24 games 20, really 24 premiership games yeah really yeah interesting that Um, I thought I think that we said it two or three pods ago uh, about Saar Dennis looking good yeah and then I think well, last week we were like were you worried about Watford and, but mm-hmm. yeah I think Saar between Saar Dennis and Ledley King eh, not Ledley King uh, Josh no, King Josh <laughs> King not Ledley Ledley King sorry they'd be in jeopardy between those three there's goals there um, and yeah they've got they look really good didn't they Saar looks great didn't he yeah I've got down like um, Dennis's header like the desire he had to get to the ball. Yeah. I can't remember, was it Grant Hanley who was jumping against? Anyway, whoever it was. The Norwich defence just seemed to switch off and it was the same as like the Saar goal, it was a Porches goal like against another defence. Like yeah. He's not scoring, but I suppose that's why Norwich are a top 26 club and others aren't. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Burnley nil, Arsenal 1. Um, so, interesting, before the game kicked off, Sean Dice just signed a four-year extension. So, he's got five years on the contract now. Five years in his contract with Burnley. I think they they're just happy to be in the Premier League, aren't they? Do you think they'll be in the Prem? Like, ah, I think well, I, I've got them as to go down. Um, Norwich are definitely down, aren't they? Yeah, I think probably they always end up. They, Burnley, they don't look bad in games. Burnley, you know, when you watch them, like, they don't really look bad. I think they they look decent in this game. Lot they sort of seem to be kind of bullying Arsenal quite you know, early on. Um, they just need to be really clinical because they don't create that many chances. Um, yeah. There's a lot of hustling, and bustling, and endeavour and like effort and. They created 18 attempts for themselves, but That's they just good. just couldn't. And even 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 when they got a penalty, VR like, nope, no, not a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> it was it wasn't a penalty though. No, um, I and think I think um, five years for short Sean Dice, he would take in every box of what they 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 could want from him really. But for Arsenal, look at Arsenal, the club which we slated, they're now on a roll, undefeated and two, got clean sheets, no one can score against them now. <laughs> two, two, one, I mean, Ben White, it's ben his, White. It's his back pass. Yeah, no, there was a slow motion of him putting his hands, <laughs> his head in his hands, like, you know, 50 million, no. Good free kick from Erdogan, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I think, party being back for Arsenal, um, is important. Like he, mm-hmm. he'll make a massive difference to them in, in the middle of the park. Pretty much that. That's his. That's his. Like as big as anything else. I think for the for, for them. That's yeah. it. Really, nothing. Nothing much else to say. Yeah. I suppose we can come to the tune St James's Park. Yeah. This was the Friday night game, which I know I say it was a big game, and I suppose it was a big game for Newcastle and Leeds. Both teams hadn't won a game yet, um, and there was definitely obviously a lot of pressure on, on Steve Bruce well I say pressure from the fans were probably absolutely none for Mike Ashley but no. Newcastle won Leeds won 
Uh, really good game. Great game for the neutral. I text you saying this is attack versus attack, no midfield, defence optional. <laughs> it was schoolboy football, wasn't it? Everyone just stands on the edge of the 18 yard yeah. box and launches the ball to each other and just takes 10 having a go. Five is safe footy, isn't it? Just unfortunately, <clears throat> no one could finish. Um, I think it, Gary Neville, I think, said it during the during the game. Like Leeds force force teams into playing this way. Yeah. So like it, it ends up being this sort of five a side kind of field game where it's what you attack, we attack, you attack, we attack, and that's where the, they'll they'll get pulled apart by like some of the, some of the bigger sides. Will. But they have done. Yeah, yeah, and it, that that'll continue to happen. I think they highlighted it in um, Monday night. Sorry, Friday night footy. But mm-hmm. you know, we said that a couple of weeks back that they they will get pulled apart by teams, but they'll also score half full of goals against other teams because this was a game where either team could have won yeah easily because I, I wrote down my notes here like Newcastle is a bad team but Leeds were poor on the night like they were missing like three or four defenders and they had I think they had a bit of an off night it wasn't as clinical Leeds like if they were finishing on like up the top end like the strikers were more on point they could have got three or four and then our heads would have dropped and we wouldn't have been in the game but because Leeds were off their normal game that give us a chance to kind yeah. of compete if that makes sense and um, St Maximin yeah God he he, he should be given the, the key to the city whatever he wants to stay at Newcastle yeah. he should be yeah if he needs like a spare kidney off somewhere <laughs> <like that. laughs> just Which, a third yeah anything but we put a message out in the, our Instagram and we had a poll saying his like his um and maximum good enough to play in a top six team and it was like overwhelming everyone was saying yes and then should he be looking to force a move and the answer is also yes as well yeah like how much longer is because on on social media and twitter he seems to like newcastle and seems to love it but how much longer is he going to persevere playing with crap because at one point i was sat with my mate watching the game and we were like, he's got to ha- somehow figure out how to cross the ball and me on the end of his own crosses. Because <laughs> yeah. you put the ball like on a plate for Joe Linton and somehow he managed to pick the keeper out, which was you know, a harder job. Yeah, I mean, you can't even say it's a particularly good save. Well, it is a good save, but it's just like, uh, it's another one of Joe Linton that he has to score. And mm. Joe Linton has a sort of a, fo- a bizarre following on Twitter where people seem to to love him and he, and he can't do much wrong because he works hard and that kind of thing. But they should tell him listen to this podcast we'll tell him what you're <laughs> he absolutely has to score that um, but I think uh, St Maximum will, will be away by the start of next season not in January but I think he'll be away at the start of next season if, if we get to stand in January we go down 100%, 100%. Yeah. our game plan is so evident and I hope lots of people that aren't that Newcastle fans watch the Newcastle game on Friday to see how good he is first of all but also to see the fact that our game plan is I mean People pass the ball to him when he's like four yards away from them. Mm. Like they could just go there with the ball, yeah. but they still pass him the ball. Like, but this is where I think Bruce is failing. Like some Maxman, like his position is he's a winger. Yeah. So playing him up top isolates him and it makes it easier for centre halves to mark him. Yeah. So first of all, you got to get the ball to him. He's got to control it, then turn, then do what he normally does, which he still is doing. So you should still play. Also, also, can I add to that as well? It also means that we kind of it forces us to play Joe Linton because it like we play Joe Linton, we play long to Joe Linton, and then kind of ASM off of him. Whereas I do agree, I think if you played him wide, but if he's wide, he gets gets the ball and gets to play his natural game. Because let's face it, at the moment he has to run. 
if he's playing centre forward or on the wing, he has to run half the length of the pitch and score by himself anyway. I know. But I just think he should still play on the wing and I, I agree. stick no, someone else up. Might as well stick a centre half up front just to at least try and win a header to give him the ball because yeah. Joe Linton can I know. I think it's Shira I was somebody highlighted on match of the day just like the lack of endeavour to get into the box. Mm-hmm. That I mean if Harry Kane's playing deep, I mean Joe Linton's playing been left back. He's just honestly, uh, yeah. But um, I still, I still kind of do worry. I do think Leeds won't be as um, as good as they were last season. Some teams will figure them out. Some teams will get yeah. tactically more aware. But I, th- I think the the teams with a decent manager will tactically like pull Leeds apart. So I, I don't. You, you're right. I don't think they'll have the same season I as they did last year. But they've got no risk of going down. No, I, I, I agree. But I, I also think not just on the manager. It's that because um, it, the one on ones. The, just the better players will come out on top against Leeds yeah. um, where do you want to go next? Um, we've got Wolves nil, yep. Brentford 2 yeah I thought I'd go the other way but I fancied Wolves to um, to win this I thought. Wolves 63% possession 11 attempts still kind of scored to our way hit the bar like Jimenez had a header took his headband off and ah, blamed I his saw headband that. I saw that yeah and He's had two headed chances though, one from one last week where he sort of like got across his man as well and put it wide, so maybe it's kind of But maybe we shouldn't just look at Brent um, we shouldn't look at Wolves and say, Look, Brentford's just a good team. I know I have got them to go down, but Brentford like yeah, they have two goals disallowed. Aye. Like Tony's looking class, like I think he could end up pushing for like the World Cup squad. He's kinda of semi semi to what kind of um Calvert Loom would be, wouldn't he though? that kind of player, isn't he? He's, he's a bit of an he's an all-round player though. Don't know. I get to see as the league goes on, but um, yeah, he's he'd certainly be. If you're going to shell some cash, you'd be thinking of him before you thought of Bamford. In my eyes, yeah, totally. Plus, his age holds. He's only, he's only young. I know. I don't think he's that young because I think he played for he's at Newcastle for a couple of years. Then he went to Posh. Then he went to Peterborough. Then then Peterborough sold him after a couple of seasons to Brighton. Not to Brighton, sorry, to Brentford. Hmm. And then, he, then he's been there for a couple of seasons, so he can't be that young. 26 maybe something like that, I Pretty guess. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that they, they look really good. They, they're, there's, I don't think there's any danger they're going down. Well, I've still got them predicted to go down, so <laughs> I've got to stick by that one. But then, um, they're no guard, they're all yeah, yeah. He, he looked really well. Um, he was he was put up. He's the type of player that Man United's lacking, like that person that's going to defend the back four. Not quite at that level as in like a top fourteen, but he had, a, he had a great game. Yeah, he played really well. Another silly red card, Baptista and got uh, Baptiste got sent off for Brentford. Yeah, bizarre one, wasn't it? Yeah. You see a lot of these these happening now, two yellows back to back and Did you see the what line at the substitute as well? Yeah, he was going to get good, off. Yeah. You'd be raging, wouldn't you? Thomas Frank, but yeah. Did you hear what he said? Um in his his um post match interview. Um, Thomas Frank had said that uh, he's sorry that the, he got asked are you guys really excited about the first away win in the Prem he's like we have a 24 hour rule that we can celebrate yeah. for 24 hours but then it's back to the, the drawing board I thought that was that was really cool he was shit the, the, the working man's club when he yeah. took the boys out for a game of pool yeah. <laughs> pool dash you want one the Robin come for a game <laughs> I, of I do think that he looks like he it, it definitely would take 20 pence on the board and then he wouldn't shift them all night Thomas Frank <laughs> yeah. I hope so it's pretty awful it is um, what yeah. else uh, well, the last game is 
Yeah, Brighton two, Leicester one. Yeah. Um, hey, Brighton, they're pushing for Champions League. <laughs> to be fair, do you know people have laughed at in the past when I've said how when I've said Potter is is like he looks a really good manager. If they all needed to be was clinical last season, and they would have been anywhere near the relegation zone. Um, and he's kind of proven it. Um, Mopi obviously the penalty um, Vestergaard a device, but it looks like one of those ones where he's kind of been kind of pulled a little bit. So he's like diving as he dives, he's like throwing his arms yeah. in the air to gesticulate that he's diving. So he's hit the ball with yeah, his hand. Hands in an awkward position. He's obviously he's obviously not meant to handle it, but yeah, it's a pen. His hands not natural. And then um, and then obviously Mopi scores a penalty. Welbeck scores, and then Harvey. <laughs> Harvey Barnes has an absolute stinker, doesn't he? Well, Vardy gets his 150th, make it 2-1, and then Harvey Barnes... Because this, this happened in Norwich... Was it Norwich-Liverpool, where the defender... Campbell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where the, um, the forward was stood in front of the, the goalkeeper, so he gets given his offside. And then he was given another offside, but pretty much exactly the same. But he actually was offside. So, <laughs> offside. so there's two goals. Um, I can't remember who scored the first. Indeed, he got the second one, though. And they were both given as... Offside because Harvey Barnes was <laughs> Harvey Barnes was in front of the goalkeeper both times. God, can you imagine him walking back in the, the change rooms at the end of the game? Like one, you could give him like a lucky mate, like is what it is. But after two, you'd be like, look, do you actually know the rules? <laughs> get get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> Go away yeah. on the bus. We'll catch you later on. Yeah, it'd be furious, wouldn't you? Um, He's definitely collecting the corns of practice on Monday, isn't he? Absolutely. Um, but that's, that's a good win for Brighton, though, and they, they are going really well. Yeah. And that's Is that it? it? Yeah, that's it. Match week five. Done. All right, so looking ahead to game week six, Jan, the predictions. Yeah. And I suppose that the, big, the biggest game of the weekend is actually being played on... And Saturday at 12.30, the first game of the weekend, we've got Chelsea versus Man City. Yeah, this big. is huge, it's huge, isn't it? Massive. I'm, I'm well excited for this game, actually. Um, is it? Can you have a title decider after, like, six games? No, but I think you can lay a marker down, can't you? <laughs> lay a marker down. You can lay a marker down. <laughs> Classic podcast and yeah. football punishy. Yeah. Yeah, and, they, I think, and I think Chelsea will lay a marker down. I'm going 2-1 Chelsea. So I, I backed Man City to win the league, and I'm changing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Chelsea two 0 Yeah, Chelsea two 0 Two 0 Yeah, I, I think with, with City we've said they've got that many tens that they don't seem to be able to break teams down. And the point which you've men, which you mentioned, I've brought up a few times now. The the thing which has become so so much of a thorn on their side now. They just haven't got a striker. To finish yeah. when they, when they, when you have them types of games like Southampton that's just happened and yeah. we've listed three or four games before already so yeah I, I think Chelsea's going to be the, the breakaway side so I've got 2-0 Chelsea uh, next we've got Old Trafford we've got uh, Man United versus Villa I've got 3-1 United 3-1 have you? yeah 3-1 as well yeah, yeah. Ronaldo have you got a new fantasy team yet? yeah have you yeah have yeah decimate my whole team just to get Ronaldo and Trent in there <laughs> so I, I played at um well, I thought I played with wild cards. So it's the first year I've done that fantasy football. Yeah. So I made four or five changes this week. Pressed next, and I wasn't really paying attention, and agreed to how many, how many, how many of the points deduction oh, really? was. So yeah, I deducted like a bunch of points off us, and I still have a wild card after I managed to 
shoehorn Lukaku and Ronaldo into a side. One of the lads I, I went with did the same thing, minus 28 points. Uh, I, think I, I don't think I was that bad, but I was. Uh, I'd rather not lost them, put that way. <laughs> <laughs> the definitely chunk came out. Well, probably Ronaldo on the score sheet again. I think for that, good side, but minus eight at home. That's an early kick-off as well, then going mm-hmm. to the three o'clock, so we've got Everton, Norwich. 3-0 Everton. Yeah, I'm going 2-0 Everton. Uh, Leeds, West Ham. 2-1 West Ham. I couldn't really call that a 2-1 West Ham I've gone for, but it wasn't really... I've gone 2-1 Leeds. Have you? I think that West Ham is still going to be, be struggling without that man up top and Leeds. They're just due to win. They haven't, they haven't won the game yet, five games. They've got to get that win there. So, yeah. I'm going 2-1 to Leeds. Leicester, Burnley. 2-0 Leicester. 2-1 Leicester. Okay, all ones. Watford, Newcastle. I'm going Newcastle. I am going Watford. 2-1 two, two, Newcastle. 2-1 Watford. Oh. Again, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong so I can... I can we are needing a win, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what you were saying the couple, uh, last week? Are you worried about uh, Watford? And then look at the table. Now they've got six points. And Newcastle have got... What? Same as Leicester got, and Arsenal. Uh, we've got two. So, like, um, picking a couple of wins makes a massive difference. But, yeah. I do. I think Newcastle. I don't know why. I think that, but ASM is better than Saar, so it's pretty much. Ooh. Yeah. St Maximum is better than Saar. That's so that's, that's what it. It's pretty much what I'm banging it on. If it was just one v one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, was like Mighty shot. Ducks when you got to go and beat the goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Sudden death. Or even if like the less players, because you had five like five aside, you'd want Maximum on your team, and you could oh, single-handedly yeah. win your game. But unfortunately. 11 versus 11 he can't do everything oh, Bruce is still going to talk to people so well, he's still <laughs> 5 versus 5 no half time talks <laughs> and Bruce is not allowed in the same <laughs> same building to get <laughs> yeah um, so that, that's it mate 2-1 to Newcastle um, the sat- I was going to say Saturday night football the 5.30 kick off yeah is Brentford versus Liverpool I did say 4-0 but I've scribbled out and wrote 3-0 to Liverpool really yeah yeah Liverpool look, they look bang at it. Do I think Brentford? I, I, I agree. Liverpool's on on point, but do I think Brentford seem? Yeah, they've got goals in them, but let's see what Tony can do against Big Virgil. I've won two 0 Liverpool. I think they'll have. Obviously, you never know if illness means like COVID, but hopefully Trent will be back, and if they've got Trent and Robertson back, yeah, Liverpool look good. They really do look good, and with Marnie and Salah starting to fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be too much for Brentford. A good side, I don't think they'll go down, but yeah, I think there will be too much for them. Okay, uh, then going on at the Sunday, the two o'clock kickoff, we've got Southampton versus Wolves. 2 1 Wolves. Don't know why I keep backing Wolves. I think the they'll mid, come good one day. The minister mid. <laughs> yeah, the minister mid tables will come good one well, day. Southampton have drew four out of five now. Due a, due a loss. Well, I'm putting for another draw. Have <laughs> you? Yeah. yeah. Wolves kind of score. Southampton don't like, concede for <laughs> yeah. so I put one one, but really I should have put nil nil. Yeah, but now nah, we'll stick. Yeah, one one. I've got two one Wolves, and then the North London derby, Arsenal versus Spurs, four thirty kickoff. I've gone. I am going Arsenal. You know, I am going Arsenal, mate. Two one Arsenal. For some reason, my gut said Arsenal. But then my head's like, nah, Tottenham. Was that after watching that, that second half of that, <laughs> that uh, Chelsea game? I just think they've got to have some sort of reaction. 
and I keep saying Harry Kane's got to come good at some point. I know he hasn't scored for Tottenham in the league yet, so I've won Arsenal one, Tottenham two. I think it should it will just be classic Arsenal for them to be bang average all the time, and they're probably going to eight game winning streak now. Something like that. You're a massive fan of Arteta and Ben White, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, no, I just think that I just think Spurs looked really, really average. Still got a few injuries. So yeah. And then uh, Monday Night Football, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. Brighton 2-0. Wow. I've yeah. won 1-1. Have you? Yeah, well, Palace, I wouldn't say they've, they've played well against Tottenham, but Tottenham don't think the side they are, but yeah, it's gone 1-1. Fair. That's it. Yeah. Prediction's done. Okay, so we'll come to the end uh, any other business? Yeah, I've got a couple of points. I'll yeah. hand it over to you, mate. The first thing is obviously the, the sad news which the, the football world woke up to today of um, Jimmy Greaves um, sadly passing away at the age of 81. I've got some of his stats here, and it just shows how he's arguably the, one of the greatest marksmen of, of, of all time. Uh, 579 games, and he scored 382 goals. Outrageous. And broke down a club level, he was a uh, at Chelsea, uh, 157 games, 125 goals. AC Milan, 12 games, 9 goals. Spurs, 321 and scored 2-2-0. West Ham, 38 and 13. Uh, came back for Barnett, non-league scored and um, played 51 and scored 16. Then for international level, 57 caps for England, scored 44 goals. That's outrageous. And the under under twenty threes probably would have been under twenty ones back then. Played twelve games and scored thirteen. And there was a saying here which I, I heard earlier on the TV. And Jimmy Greaves said he had, he had a goal drought. It lasted fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst fifteen minutes of his life. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard um, <clears throat> heard that stat saying that only Messi and Ronaldo had scored more top flight goals than him. Is that? Yeah, and he had the record for the, the most goals scored in a top flight in a season until Ronaldo broke it. It was about four or five years ago. So he had a record which stood for the best part of 40, 50 years. So yeah, just showing an absolutely huge stat. And um, we put on our Facebook um, page any other business and, and Brian mentioned that we should bring up Jimmy Greaves and rightly so. It's a, it's a topic which, which, just, which I suppose it was the fact that it happened today when, when Tottenham played Chelsea, Chelsea yeah. Uh, so sad news, sad news to the football world. But yeah, yeah just ledge. obviously respects to the family and hope everyone's everyone's okay. But yeah, Jimmy Greaves. Um, I also got Player of the Month and Player of the, and Manager of the Month, the Curse. Right. So, who got Player of the Month last year? Jan? Antonio. Antonio, and his first game this month ended in a red card. Oh yeah. So uh, that didn't go too well for him. So the curse kind of <laughs> bit him. And then who got manager of the month? Nuno. <laughs> so, so Nuno, his t- since he got manager of the month, his team has not con- sorry not scored a goal, not picked up a point, and also conceded six goals and lost th- three nil twice. And you mentioned in Europe as well a game which was an easy win in the what's it the, Euro- the Europa League, the yeah. Europa Conference League, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they scraped a two-two there, so conceded eight goals in a week. Eight goals and he's apparently manager of the month so the curse is still lurking so <laughs> I feel sorry for who's going to get it next I wonder if Steve Bruce thinks he's going out every single week 
Um, right, a few bits I've got. This stat heard that um, Daniel Fark, so Norwich under Daniel Fark, have lost 15 straight Premier League games. That's the longest run a manager of a club has ever lost consecutive league games. So Sunderland had lost more consecutive league games, mm -hmm. but there was two managers involved, or they sacked a manager in between. I think mm -hmm. it was 20 or something. But um, but that was two managers. So since he came, since he went down and come back up, he's lost in that in the end of that last season to this season, 15 straight games. That is bonkers. That. But whenever you see see Farke like giving these post match interviews, he always looks like really happy. But it's almost like he's, he's like surprised he's still here. Like so, he's yeah, got, like, he's got yeah, a, he's like got the, a really the, 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 the team and like. When, yeah, yeah, football, and he's got that really kind of like nice German yeah. accent, hasn't he? Where he just you can turn every situation at him being nice. Yeah, but um, but yeah, that's a bizarre stat, that isn't it? But I just think that because of what you said at the prediction show, I think um, if anyone hasn't listened, I think Glenn, you said that uh, they are a top twenty-six club. They they just want to be in yeah, the playoffs. That's a goal and statement. Yeah. Yeah, so as long as they are on the top, either in the top six of the championship or in the Premier League, they are happy as a club, which is nuts. But mm -hmm. thank the fuck, I'd love to have a beer with them, but I'd hear from the management club. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know actually. A couple of stats here as well, and we always seem to talk at this. Even as a Premier League podcast, we always seem to talk about uh, Lewandowski and um, Harlan, but Lewandowski. I've read a stat the other day that it's seven months since he last didn't score a goal in a competitive game for Bayern Munich. Seven months. That is insane. Hang on. You just there was a point I was going to bring up before. Do you know who he's been linked with? Who? Him and Bellingham have both been linked with Liverpool. Really? No, Liverpool ain't been a hundred million for him, surely. I mean, I know. Be I heard Bellingham was. Be but Bellingham, yeah. But there was yeah there was a there was a oh, I can't remember the report there was a, two reports which I read this week where Lewandowski is um, linked with Liverpool. That would be end of the season, not like not the January one. Yeah, but you reckon the end of next season, just so you can come and like have a have a go on the prem. That would be um, that would be um, I would love to see them. Can imagine if the Liverpool got Rab Lewandowski, Lewandowski and Bellingham, and then Haaland went to Man City. Yeah, I'd just be yeah hopefully somewhere in the prem. Yeah, Newcastle or something. Yeah, <laughs> it will be. We'll be. have got the championship then, probably. But I think then you'd um, you'd actually have genuine like cover for sort of Salah and Mane because you could play Jota in those way positions, and then you could play Lewandowski at top. But yeah, uh, and the other thing I wanted to mention, Haaland, as he just mentioned there, he's played now sixty-one games uh, for Bayern. And um, scored, sorry for no, no yeah. for for Dortmund, yeah, and scored sixty-two goals. Point of return. That, I mean, more than more than a goal a game. That's like FIFA stats. Look, them, them two are both like incredible strikers. But I think we we touched this before. Where I just don't think the German league is as a high standard week in week out. Like obviously the, the the top couple of teams are really good and they like, produce incredible players. But after you get past like the teams at the top, like there's not much there. Yeah, I think like, Bayern won seven 0 this weekend. Like, you don't see them sort of stats, like Haaland and and. Lewandowski is not going to have them stats playing week in week out year after year in the Premier League yeah maybe not well look at Mo Salah he's been like relentless yeah and relentless but he's got what is it 
was it 100 and 150 or something like that, yeah, which is still a great return, but it's two thirds, whereas these guys like 100% plus return. Yeah, when I get Salah sacked, man, rubbish. <laughs> yeah, like Salah, I'm sorry, you only scored 100 and 150, <laughs> like it's just not working out. <laughs> yeah, we expect more than a goal a game, but yeah, there's still still some unreal numbers. But Lewandowski, seven months since he's, since he's not he's not hit the net in a competitive game unreal that's it that's all I've got any other business okay so there we've got it game week five over Jan yep done done and dusted thank you very much for everyone who was um, who was downloaded this episode really massively do appreciate it if you haven't already make sure you grab all your phone right now that's it get out your pocket open up your podcast application and click the subscribe button we massively do appreciate it. then yeah. every single week when we down when we um, record a podcast it'll just slide nicely into your podcast <laughs> <laughs> your podcast um your application that you listen to and uh, we also we've got a new group on facebook where we've got some some conversation starting. We are on Twitter. Jan, the handle on Twitter is uh, at the Dad FC Pod. Instagram and Facebook is the same, which is the Dad FC Football Podcast. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review. Five stars only. Anything less than five stars, don't bother. Just send us a DM with some abuse. That's fine. <laughs> uh, what else? The Champions League episode we've got coming up with our friend Dan. We're going to be doing that after the, the yep. first two games are over and done with. Postponed for a couple of weeks, didn't we? Yeah, so there's, there's a, unfortunately, the podcasting doesn't quite pay a full-time salary yet, so <laughs> we've, we've got limited time. So we're going to be getting that after the, the first two rounds are done. We're going to do a, a Champions League special with uh, Dan, who is... The main event podcast. The main event podcast. So we get him on YouTube as well. I think he has a YouTube and a channel as well. Cool. Does that mean we're going to be coming to YouTube as well, Giannis? Maybe the future. Our beautiful mop haircut yeah. is going to be coming live to, <laughs> to <bad>. YouTube. <laughs> but also, um, anyone as well, we would massively appreciate if you can share any of the stuff, whichever social media you use. Share to your Instagram stories. Please retweet on Twitter. And if anyone's on Facebook, please share all the stuff that we're providing. We're doing this as a laugh. We're doing this to have some fun, but also because we're huge football fans. Uh, I'm guessing you by downloading this means that you're a huge football fan as well. So help share the Dad FC football podcast and uh, yeah thank you very much and we'll catch you all next week have a great week and enjoy your football see you soon